That's that's a little bit better. formulation to what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. even though he didn't quite see the connection and we couldn't even agree on the connection, but we agreed that it was a thing worth doing and it would be good if we could do it and he would get excited about that. So that was uh, a big breakthrough. And the second thing that we agreed on was that there seems to be a challenge where um, leaders feel like they have to choose between the integrity of the organization and being authentic and accountable. And okay. we didn't quite have a chance to flesh that out, but it was a very, it was a observation. So it's interesting is that we have several points of agreement. It's just that we have a hard time actually discussing them. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, but still it was a significant progress. And so I feel like we are uh, moving forward and gaining information and starting to establish some common language. So that was very encouraging. That is that is very encouraging. Yeah, I think David Johnson one of the people who's so smart that his brain can span a very large problem space 
and therefore it's easy for to get lost in that problem space and not home in on the points of actual utility. And uh, so that's uh, a that's problem space. You mean you mean uh, uh... Like, like when I say a word, he can see like he can imagine like a thousand different things it could mean. Oh, I and see. So, rather than focusing and when I say something there's like a thousand different things to mean and so it's easy to feel lost rather than say uh, oh what are the what are what is the one thing that we might both mean that would be useful for helping us move forward and uh -huh. so it's taking some effort to get there but we are slowly building up a a point of agreement yeah, that's what's good. You, you're practicing that and you're working through those issues together. That's what's the most important. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is that it's not. Um, it's interesting is that, that you know, the, when we did the, the, the test uh, conversation together, like the issues you were focusing on were not the issues that were tripping us up. Right. And that's always the tension with these between curriculum versus a real life example is that there isn't always great alignment between what people need to learn and what we're trying to teach. Yes. And that is a thing we may return to later. Uh, what did you think about Tuesday's session? Oh, well, uh, I really, I think that, um, you know, I, I like the direction that you're, that you're going with, with everything and, and, and um, I'm, is anybody else coming on this call, by the way? Just curious. No, just us. This is oh, our one-on-one okay. -on -one time. Uh, oh, oh, it is. Oh, okay. Um, so, well, still there? Did I throw you off? Well, I'm, I'm still there. It just takes me a little while to, to, to think and get my mind, you know, kind of focused in on these things. Um, you know, so, so I, I really did, um, I like the, you know, how you've outlined how to, I mean, that we want to have a focus about, um, loving the way Jesus loved and what all that can mm -hmm. mean and how to explore what that can mean for us. And so for a personal kind of an example, I don't know, personal experience or struggle or something is, is that, um, in my daily routines that I do, um, I may not come across ways in which I can, I can show more love than what's already on my plate. And what's already on my plate is, in my opinion, sometimes a little boring, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's that, you know, it's how to interact with more people, how to, how to do more. And I'm not always able to find creative ways of doing that. Interesting. So that's how you were kind of interpreting the more there as more things and more people. No, not necessarily. Um, I just, that was just a thought that came into my head just now. Um, I think it's a very complex issue about uh, loving the way Jesus loved. And I think that the, maybe the, the main thing that I'm seeing that really is making a difference currently in my life is is that in order for me to love the way Jesus loved, I'm immersing myself in the scripture every day now um, in different ways. So I just recently went through the Bible project uh, and I listened to all of the Bible videos 
And then I also uh, recently just did an overview of the Gospel of John. I've been memorizing the book of James. Um, I'm working on the first chapter. So I'm trying to put the word of God in my heart. And I'm, and I'm, um, I'm trying to work with getting, all, getting the themes of the Bible and the whole picture. At the same time, pulling back and looking at the Gospels. Um, are, are going into the bo- Gospels and, and trying to uh, really know what the Gospels say more than I more than I do, um, and so so what that's doing is is on all my friends around here, I'm having things to say, I'm having conversations to have with people, but it's all about the the learning and uh, and having been in, being in the Scripture and what that's teaching me for that day. So it's it's quite. You think that's that's helping you have better conversations with your friends about the scriptures, or that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Christian, non-Christian friends alike. They'll even bring. Oh yeah, it's really amazing. Um, I was sharing with my friend Barbara today the you know the Lord, and she was she was she came to a point where she's a New Age person, if whatever that label means, but. But she was talking about don't prior to this talking about don't talk about what it means to be a sinner because I don't want to hear anything about that. And she says I don't believe in original sin. And she she said conversations with me, you know, about that in the past. So I'm not actually bringing all of that up. But but she's sitting in my living room today, and she's and she's saying I realize that I am really responsible for struggles that I'm having in my marriage. And she says, I really that that's sin. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's one of the most positive things. Oh, by the way, Janet, we, we were recording this, but I, I guess if you're talking about a friend and you mentioned some names, we should probably drop the video, drop the audio recording. No, it's OK. She, it's OK. Um, OK. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it'll, it up. OK. No, nobody's going to know who I'm talking about. Um, All right. Yeah, but but anyway, I, for that example, um, daily I've been having all so many conversations with friends who are some Christians, some not Christians, uh, but talking about either what I'm learning or trying or finding ways to encourage people, or you know they're talking about things they're worried about and they're asking me where do you get your peace from. Mm. Um, yeah, they are. It's amazing. And so That's awesome. It's, it's awesome because you, you Bill knows a little bit more about me or he knows me a little bit, but um I shared some things, but um I can struggle with uh with depression, with a like a chemical depression. You know, I've had to take medications before. I've had that ever since I was a kid. And and um so I, but, but, uh, and then, okay. So here the isolation thing, you know, is impactful for me on that. Um, but I can say that, that I've really been, um, so much stronger just having spent extra effort immersing myself in the word. And then also you guys helping me and encouraging me to do more, to develop my class and my uh, communication curriculum. 
both of those things. But the, the communication curriculum has helped me, has forced me to get more into the word. And, and um, so I can't say how important it is for us to follow a Romans 12, um, 1 and 2, which is renewing our minds. That's such a key part of learning what it is to really love like Jesus loved, because there's a tremendous picture in scripture of God's constant reaching out to us in the various forms that it took. And he, he provides these examples for us of the various forms that he's reached out throughout the Old Testament and the New with Jesus as the center. And mm -hmm. then I go back into the Gospels and, and I'm looking at the Gospels and reading them and understanding, it helps to understand somewhat of the Middle Eastern cultural context, if you can get that deep into it. But, you know, that's, I, I just do that. But, but with that cultural context, Jesus's love is so profound in ways that we can't even imagine. If you know the original culture, the context that it happened in, my gosh, he was, it, it was so costly. It was so sacrificial. And it was so countercultural, yeah, yeah, that that is just amazing. So anyway, um, all of that to say, I'm growing a lot. I really appreciate your guys' support, and I'm glad I got a chance to at least share my vision for you know working on the communication classes. I think you're on the right track with making a focus about loving others in the way that Jesus loved. Right, actually, and just a minor point, but uh, the reason why I wanted to bring up all those different verses is that it's not just loving others. It's loving God, it's loving ourselves, loving the body of Christ. Yeah, just plain love. And, yeah, and, you know, loving like, and I think the, 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 the reason I think I bring that up is I noticed that it is easy for me, and I suspect others, to tend to obsess over one dimension of it. Like we focus on loving God like Paul did, for example, or Saul did before he became Paul. Or we focus on loving the church more than we focus on loving individuals. Or, you know, some people, not too many in this valley, but maybe some, is, is focus too much on loving themselves. And, you know, the, 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 this, 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 the, I think the one of the questions I, I wrestle with, and I'm still even trying to formulate the question, is that... Um, I guess it's confirmation bias, right? It's easy to look for those aspects of Jesus that are congruent with how we already think. And I think the interesting point as you were making up by looking at the cultural context is how do we encounter Jesus in a way that he shakes up our current worldview? Um, one of my premises in, in this process is that there's certain parts of loving like Jesus that we're pretty good at and pretty comfortable with. And we still need to grow in them, but it's kind of a, 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 a known unknown, if you will. But then there's other aspects that are unknown unknowns. Like we don't even know uh, that we're bad at it. Right. And, and, those, yeah, and that gets revealed gradually as we get, get forced into choices and, you know. Can, uh, can you repeat that? Because I'm trying to figure out how do people encounter those things so you said it's revealed gradually as we're forced into choices 
What do you mean by that? Well, when uh, life circumstances come up and I have a choice from, that's happening in an experience that's relatively new to me, and a challenge is put before me that I haven't had before. It could be relational. It could be about making job choices or something. But, you know, generally life can bring in a lot of things that are new and therefore unknown. And and so my response to the choice has to do with how solid I am in, you know, in the scriptures, in under, it, I mean, it it has to do with the maturity level that I develop inside of what God might want me to do. This is, okay. this is actually really useful because I'm I'm facing a situation like this or similar to this, and it, it's kind of at least gives me some some comfort to try and kind of tease it apart into the dynamics. So there's. So what, let me kind of do the inverse. When we are in sort of familiar circumstances facing familiar challenges within our label of ability, in some sense, we don't need more of Jesus. I mean, we, we, we need him, but in some sense, our momentum can carry us forward. But when we encounter a situation that A, um, ah, I think maybe this is the way of looking at it, is that we encounter a situation which requires us to make a choice and we're mature enough to know that we can't take the easy way out. Then we face this place where we have to kind of go deeper into Jesus. Yeah, that... and involving in discernment, but uh, the Holy Spirit takes us places where, where, where you know, we have some understanding of, of what he would want us to do. Um, uh, uh, I don't know what I want to say or how to how to put words into it or anything, but um, I just remember I'll I'll throw this example out uh, at one point. Um, something happened. This was a couple of years ago, and it was with a, f a friend of mine whom I knew who who actually drove her car into my car when it was parked out in the in the street and. The new experiences was I've never had my car driven into more by a friend. And the complicated part of the experience was that my father actually hates this friend's mother, or he hated, and this is when my dad was still alive. He knew this person, knew her mother didn't like, didn't like the person. And he was starting and he was trying to take over and, and uh, you know get all involved and cause me all kinds of grief which i didn't want to have really? with the person who actually right. owned my car so this was a who owns the problem and yeah. so i'd have to say um dad it's my business it's my car or whatever but um what what happened was this this person wasn't going to be able to pay and I needed to decide whether or not I was going to forgive this and I also needed to sacrifice a relation relationship with my dad it it made me it made me bad oh, wow. in his eyes to do You're this. right by one person seemed like it was doing wrong by another Yes, so I'm encouraged I'm, I'm actually involved in a kind of a prodigal son situation because I'm incurring incurring a hurt on this lady's behalf. Mm. And, and 
so I went in and I, and I said, and I said, this is what's going to happen. You know, you, you're not going to pay me the money, but I also want you to know, I mean, I don't care that, I mean, it isn't about me, know, you knowing that I'm incurring a hurt on your behalf or making a sacrifice, I, you know, that sort of thing. But I said, I do this because someone else did it first for me and I get to pay it forward. Mm. So knowing the scriptures about the prodigal son, knowing the context of costly demonstration of unexpected love is what I call it. Um, Costly demonstration of love. I can say I'm doing this, but I did, I can do it first because guess who else did it first for me? Jesus did. You know how that worked? You know, how he did it and getting into that discussion. I had that discussion with my friend, with my friend's mother, uh, with dad. And I'm saying you may or may not agree with this, but because I know how this principle was demonstrated to me, if I'm going to love like Jesus, I have to make this choice and it can be at a cost. That is usually helpful in other contexts because you talked about knowing scripture and uh, I wanted to actually ask you what I meant by that because I tend to hang out in, in geek circles, which tends to idolize the Greek sense of knowledge as in grasp of relevant facts. Yeah, that's and right. I think you're using the word more in the Hebrew sense of this is a intimate connection with the lived experience of. That's right. It's more experiential. It, uh, if I understand the metaphors, I can live out the metaphors. Yeah, you know, that's actually one thing that I could use some help with, because I realize I know how to teach facts. Right? Yeah. I've been, went through many years of schooling to acquire facts. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a similarly robust framework for how to teach the other things. Yeah, it's harder for us to learn given our own cultural um, conditioning. Um, Yeah, and also the frameworks and the context we're in. Um, This is the this is the challenge for season five, if you will, to see if we can come up with some uh, exercises, for lack of a better term, things to do together. Where at the end of it, we feel like ah. But I really like this issue of like a moral dilemma and even you sharing your story, right? I mean, testimonies are a powerful thing and done right, they can be incredibly valuable. Uh, done wrong, they can be really tedious. <laughs> and, well, yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's, that's true. The way that they're powerful for me when I feel like I'm most on target is, is actually that I've been in the word. I've, I've done some I've done some Bible study. I've done some journaling, and it's not analytical. It's just it's just reading it for what it says, and what it is, and remembering what the story is. Mm-hmm. And then somehow or other, as I'm going throughout my day, I can experience this where I have a chance to reflect on it with somebody or talk to somebody mm-hmm. about it. Um. And most of my friends whom I do this with, they know I'm a Bible geek, and they they still love me. And -hmm. they're all at various places of of growing in their faith. And um, 
and but they know I can't stop talking about them because I I, I love the little much. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think that's was... also a real example of faith. That's what mm. faith. Sir, what what which piece which which of the things you said is the real example of faith? Uh, faith is when your life lines up with what you actually believe, and it just happens to be about God. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think the um, one thing that uh, I've been toying with for a few weeks now. One of the things that these uh, discipleship circles tend to do overseas is a thing called Bible storying, which is like they don't have preachers who've gone to seminary. Uh, what they do is that they learn how to read scripture together in a, a way that is oriented towards action and obedience rather than reflection and discussion. Exactly. And so I thought that might be an, that might be an interesting exercise to try. A friend of mine's offered to come lead a, a circle sometime. Um, that might be an interesting thing, and maybe pick a passage out of the Beatitudes or one of the love verses. And because I think that that is a muscle that um, I would like to strengthen, which is learning how to see scripture, I guess, with the Hebrew mind rather than a Greek mind. Well, I'm going to challenge you with something, Ernie. Finish okay. that. I, I have a challenge for you. In okay. fact, I just did, did this with my friend Marcus this morning. Um, I was te- I I uh, have been talking about how I love the the model the the learning model as 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 uh, performed in the Bible Project in that nonprofit organization. You, you hear the learning model? You mean the visual? Yeah, I like the way that they're set up and everything. Presentation, artistry, uh, the way that they present. I mean, you know how they do the material and all that. I like mm-hmm. I. I it helps it helps every it's a it, it's a positive learning model anyway mm-hmm. um my challenge is is to go to that uh, and um spend chunks of your day do as much i mean go to that and listen to the whole all of the presentations from genesis through revelation what I did was I turned them on in the background while I was doing housework and stuff like that around here. I don't know if everybody has the luxury of time that way, the way I did, but but I got through the whole Bible as presented by Bible Project in one day. And the there was a huge experience that happened for me in doing that. Mm-hmm. It was like an aerial view of the character of God as exhibited through all of the books, all of the prophets over thousands of years of time. Yeah. I mean, have you, are you familiar with walk through the Bible? Yeah, I've done Bible walkthroughs before. Well, there's, there's an actual thing called walk through the Bible, which is like uh, a one day seminar where they actually kind of walk through all the major themes and the books of the Bible and give you little mnemonic gestures and actions. So I have done that. That was very interesting. Um, the, so I, I also just don't know if I can, 
both the time or even the background time to uh, listening through that. No, uh, yeah, I understand. I mean, I, I would even suggest just, just doing maybe like three a day or something. Um, they're only what, you know, 10, <laughs> 10 minutes a piece. Here is the practical challenge, right? Uh -huh. um, one, I'm not, it's not, you know, given all the other things I have in life to learn and work on, uh, it's not clear to me what benefit I gain from that that is worth that investment up front. You know what? And it's not supposed to be clear to you that before you do it. But, 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 but no, no, I mean, but really, I mean, that is a, that, but I mean, you know, the, but more than that, right? Well, the, the, the the problem I was trying to solve was a different one, right? Well, think, and so and that's I, where, yeah. So I don't know if the uh, solution you're offering matches the problem that I'm feeling. I'm glad that it works for you, and that's awesome. That's amazing. But I just don't know, right? Right. I don't know that 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 you're you would you're gonna know um, either. And I don't offer it as a solution either. But but I but it is a challenge. I had a lovely little rant there where uh, you probably didn't hear anything I said, which may have been just as well. You still there, Janet? Yeah, I'm still here. What, a, a rant to, to me? What? So, yeah, did you actually, what, did you, what was the last thing you, you remember hearing me say before I got cut off? Because I just kept monologuing without oh, that's you. Funny. Oh, uh, no, I just heard you say it it, it, it. it was a good experience for you. You're not sure that. I mean, for me, Janet, you're not sure that it's what the kind of solution you're you're looking for. Um, and all I'm saying is I don't propose it as a solution. In fact, it doesn't matter how you get into the word. Just get into it. That's all. Just get right, into but it. I mean, right. So, so I think the, the, the uh, let me just go to the, the short version is that. So the thing that I'm specifically looking for 
is how to create a community experience where we can encourage each other and practice loving more, you know, practice loving more like Jesus. And mm-hmm. so the, um, um, so I want something that's not individual and passive, right? I want it to be communal and interactive. Um, now, one way to feed into that is that one of the things that uh, David, David Huffman keeps reminding me of is different people uh, interact differently. Like, uh, and the format that I gravitate toward tends to be, tends to favor those people who think and talk on their feet, right? And if you can come up with a good idea and share it, you know, you, you're a full participant. If you take two minutes to think about your answer, the conversation has moved on by the time you get there. So that's not, uh, it's, it's unbalanced that way. Yeah, that so is maybe there's a way... active listening. Because some people, well, that's not active listening. Some people need to have a, a little bit of time to contemplate what they're going to say. Yeah, and, and it's hard in small group discussions in general. I guess there are different formats that can help with that. But one way to think about it is that if we could choose a passage or a topic ahead of time um, that the people who and then maybe tie it into something like a Bible project topic uh, and have some, uh, I guess, different scales of preparation, people who just show up cold, people who want to do a study ahead of time, and people sort of uh, who at least will look at it five minutes ahead of time and at least come in warmed up rather than cold. Um, well, well, what I'm thinking, it it's, ends up happening, um, especially for the analytical thinkers who, uh, you know, who like to, I mean, uh, for the analytical thinkers is, if I share a study on, on um, one of the parables, for instance, which I'd be happy to do, but we also want to try to keep people from just analyzing it about what's going on and move into um, uh, move into maybe some higher level thinking, synthesis and application, which Steve actually would be really good at. Yeah, and I think that is one of the ideas of bringing in a ringer, like someone who's used to doing Bible storying, where it's um, explicitly um, where the focus, this is one of these multi-level things that happens to us, but I think it's actually necessary for us where on the one level, we are doing the, the study, but on another level, we are evaluating the process and learning the process and trying to understand it. And that's right. That's right. Yeah. And so maybe that's a thing. So anyway, the, the high level admonition, spend more time in scripture, I think is resonating with me. And I think that um, maybe Bible storing would be a good way to get into that and maybe tying that into some, you know, Bible projects, other resources for people to, uh, what's the word, marinate, I guess, on the ideas and concepts. Yeah, it's re- and reflect on it. Um, in fact, that's probably more of a... Uh, more of a rabbinical way of doing something anyway. 
um, or, or the, you know, thinking about how these guys read the scriptures and then just dialogued back and forth about what they thought they meant. Um, and that's all part of it. And then it's like, how am I going to live this and 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 apply this to my life? Yeah, I think that's the. Um, yeah. That's I think that actually is the biggest thing that if we could figure out how to close that gap, is that the um, looking at it from the perspective of. Uh, I think there's actually, at least for me there is a unhealthy habit of trying to come up with some abstract understanding of the meaning as opposed to coming up with a more embodied sense of what does the spirit want to say to me now through this passage? And I realize that, you know, in some contexts that can go, uh, that might be unhealthy, but I feel like that's probably what, especially given this group of guys, what we more need is more embodied immediacy rather than uh, abstract discussion. Yeah, and I think all of the guys agree with that. I think they're they do abstract. You all do abstract discussion because oh. you're very natural at doing it, and that's the way you communicate and connect with. It's also people. very safe, and it's very safe. You are yeah. also all talking about how frustrated you are because you don't want to stay at that level, and mm. that's that's what participating with the apples of gold actually moved you a, a few notches closer to the direction of not staying at that level um, because you had to participate in a in a conversation even the clunky conversation you know was the the dingy one um, but you were you were actually doing something at that point that you weren't used to doing before you were used to staying analytical analyzing 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 so so by us going through that exercise, you actually moved from the analytical to the here and now. Um, so, so, you know, keeping all of that in mind, I think that we can we can develop some some um, exercises and things where we can talk about how does this impact me? How do I feel about you? Um, Yeah, you know, my mind goes in a lot of different directions. Um, yeah, what's interesting to me is that there's like almost two different directions or two different dimensions here. One is sort of the more, um, let's say, scripture centric approach where you just grab a passage and dig into it, which is like the Bible project or Bible storying or things like that. The other is more, um, let's call it skill centric, where we're trying to practice warmth and empathy agency and things like that. And uh -huh. uh, I remember having this debate even way back in our campus fellowship, you know, 30 years ago. And I think we ended up splitting the difference in doing a, a passagical study where we had a theme and then each week we'd pick a different passage. And then that week we would just go into that passage in depth, sort of on its own terms, but also with an understanding that we're trying to deal with this larger topic uh, that we're trying to get expertise in. And that might not be that might that might even work here, right? Where we pick, spend some time praying and dialoguing and figuring out what is a good uh, passage to start with. That might even be a little bit meta, like we could do the passage where they talk about how the Bereans studied the scripture or something like that, and uh, see if that'll give us a 
and we we do have this um, lovely self-similar situation in that we have this shared problem of trying to figure out what it is we're all doing here. <laughs> and then if we actually gain clarity on that by studying scripture, that would be a double win. Well, you might gain clarity by actually analyze, I mean, by analyzing more what, what actually takes place in these meetings. Uh, so, and I mean, how this is only, this is subjective. This is how I experience you all. But, but what's happening is you, you are encouraging me and that makes me keep, keep wanting to come back. Basically. I do feel mm. heard. I feel listened to. Um, I, I feel as if even more so in, in your group, but then in other groups that you've given me more of a platform to just share an opinion. And that, that opinion is free to be um, criticized for whatever it is that we're doing. I don't feel hurt by mm. somebody saying it, it, it doesn't work. Some of that's your leadership because every time you say to David Johnson, bring it on, buddy, that's <laughs> a role model for the rest of us to have the same experience, the same attitude. Yeah, and in fact, you know, you know that's, in some ways that's like my secret plan is that we may never actually figure out anything and the yeah. whole narrative arc will just be a, a piece of performance art, but just living i mean the way i look at it every day it's like okay we didn't get through the agenda we didn't necessarily understand each other we didn't make a lot of sense yeah but i was able to live out the values of what it looks like to love like jesus and i get to That's practice great. it a bit more and demonstrate it yeah. and uh so actually very encouraging to hear that that is um that you are seeing that yes absolutely i i am a lot of these groups i don't stick with because because I'm going to say if, if these guys have, excuse me for saying this, but it's like a metaphor for me in my mind is, is they, we have our head up our butts, you know, we, <laughs> and that's all we can talk about is staying in a safe analytical um, conversation, but yet it doesn't evolve to the point where this is your friendship with me. This is who you are to me. And you have that. I have that with your group, with you, um, maybe more so than some of the other. No, I can't say that. I don't know what I would say. I have that with you. I feel that because I can speak in this group and I can be listened to and I can be understood. Well, that's beautiful. So even if we're not quite sure why or how to do that at scale, at least we've done something right. And that's very encouraging. Well, the way to do it in scale is what I'm doing with my Apples of Gold classes. It's just that I don't have the materials developed far enough to give you decent exercises that are thought through the way they would need to be for our communication in our group at our level. I'm working on yeah, it. I, yeah, I, again, I'm not sure if the issue is, is curriculum or if there's something else. I mean, I think what you're doing is valuable and worth doing. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 the the the, the the interesting thing about this universe that we live in now is that the universe where education was invented uh, is you, you could kind of expect that people would come in, sit down, go through a course for a period of years, and you could kind of build up to it, right? 
and the the logical person and people had the patience and the status goals and whatever to do that and that world is rapidly disintegrating for two reasons you know we can talk about short attention spans whatever the other problem is that the way the world is changing uh pretty much anything that you decided at the beginning of a four-year course is almost guaranteed to be obsolete by the time you finish that course and the world's realities have, uh, are moving and uncertainty is overtaking us faster than we can deliver content to help people cope with it. And so, well, I, I certainly want you to do what you are planning to do, and I think it'll be really valuable. The thing that I feel to do is to try, I, I'm trying to figure out how to build a more adaptive system where that um, we can remix and reintegrate information to the point of need more rapidly if that makes sense. also what i've been hearing you guys say is that you want that to happen um virtually as as well as a face-to-face -face option and that presents its own challenges yeah and the reality is that you know none of us would frankly i mean even beyond covid the odds of getting uh even half of us together in the same place at the same time would have been nearly impossible, right? So it is literally impossible to have these conversations, never mind Eric in whatever state he's in mm -hmm. and David in Southern California. So, but you know, so like I said, there's certain things which are a lot harder, uh, but there are other things which are way easier. And those things we have much less uh, understanding of. That's why I feel like there's, there's still a there there to be discovered. Um, but as I said times before we run out of seasons, but we will see. Yeah, but what you're looking for right now, if I've understood you correctly, is is um, certain topics that we can delve into for our next quarter or next season um, that can encourage um, spontaneity uh, or, or encourage us to be developing our relationships as close to relationships within this group would be one way. And then yeah, it's- just developing, but yeah, developing the kind of relationships where we are encouraging one another to love more like Jesus, right? That's the, that's the, because, you know, there's, you know, one of my anti-patterns is like, uh, well, I think someone called Uncle Ben's Big Toe. We get together and we share random prayer requests uh, of things that are on our mind. Um, but there is, a, I want to be um, uh, intentionally building towards something in our own lives and then ideally also are experimenting with ways that we could invite others to learn along with us, uh, which we've gotten closer to this last season, even though I'm not quite sure we're there yet. Anyway, I got to run. Okay. Thank you so much for this time. We can definitely do this again next Wednesday at seven o'clock. Yeah, and, I, really, um, I really appreciate it. Do at least watch one of the Bible videos, the Bible project videos. Yeah, I, I think I will take that as an action item to try and see, see if I can find uh, an appropriate passage and then maybe tie it into a Bible project video as part of the, uh, the, the ramp up. Yeah. There's some, there's a good model there to look at. I'd be interested in, in your analytical view of, of say the book of Ephesians or something's done by them, you know, and, and what their process creates. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'd be uh, interested in your opinion about that. All right. Fair enough. That's a good hook. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Janet. God bless. God bless you too. See you around. Bye. All right. Bye bye.